Welcome to the Power of Greats. I'm your host, Matt Crane, and every single week I come to you on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, and Pandora with one simple mission in mind. That's to help you recognize that your current situation is not your defining moment. This week, I have the honor and the privilege of welcoming my man, Chance Wiggins, to the Power of Great. You know, Chance is an entrepreneur, professional developer and trainer, aviation expert, and he's also a disabled veteran. He's been featured in military newspapers showcasing accomplishments such as helping fellow veterans achieve their personal and physical goals. He served over six years in the United States Marine Corps and supporting missions both home and abroad. He recently got out of the military in 2012 and has worked with some of the most successful aviation companies in the world, utilizing his expertise that he learned while in the military. You know, Chance knew that there was still something missing from his life, and he'd always wanted to own his own business. So over the years, he has launched many different businesses, such as supplement company, power bracelet sales, cell phone customization. And all of these businesses did okay, but it just wasn't enough to fulfill the hunger he had. Until one day he was able to combine his love for photography, remote control vehicles, and his military knowledge all into one package where he created and his company Sky Image was born. You know, he's done many things with drones, cameras, including high-end real estate productions, music videos, business and event promotions, and his newest adventure, Search and Rescue. The sky is no longer the limit. Chance Wiggins, welcome to the Power of Great, my man. Hey, my brothers. So glad. I'm glad to be here, man. I'm a big fan. You know, I definitely watched uh, all of your podcasts. And let me just tell you what, man. You think you can prepare for the intro that you give, and you just can't, man. It's that spectacular. So thanks for that, brother. Hey, I it's appreciate great. that. You know, uh, for, for me, I think that, you know, we were talking a little bit offline, and, and one of the things that I pride myself on with the podcast and I pride myself on with um, our guest is the organic nature of life, you know, understanding that nothing in life is scripted. So when we do these podcast episodes, it's very difficult for me to try to script anything because, hey, our life's not scripted. Our business is not scripted. And, you know, even during that introduction, people just got a small piece of the unscripted version of who you were, right? Absolutely. I tell people all the time as children, were asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I would almost say that probably 10% of all people actually became those things because their life script is written differently. So for you, Chance, it sounds like to me that early on, you definitely were someone that, that stayed in great shape. You were in good physical condition. You know, did that mentality lead you to the military? I, I just want to know because here's the deal. I've talked to some other veterans, and it's a different mindset for people to go into the military. So, you know, did, right, right. did you know early on that's what you wanted to do, or did you felt compelled to do it? Yeah, you know what, absolutely, man. I mean, uh, so I grew up uh, playing a lot of sports. Um, I did a lot of baseball primarily. Um, so I was always a really active person. But uh, in regards to joining the military, I mean, my whole family is made up of uh, law enforcement and, uh, you know, various military services, you know, uh, I have uncles that served in the Marine Corps as well as the, uh, the Navy and the Army. So being, a, being part of the military and, uh, you know, that whole law enforcement area, that's uh, something that just kind of felt real natural to me. Um, I already had a big heads up as far as from all my family members. So it, uh, 
it was just really natural for me to go that route. Um, I was never really a big college person uh, right outside of high school. I, I kind of didn't like school, to be 100% honest with you. Um, you know, I, I was into uh, sports and chasing girls at the time, and I knew that uh, I needed something to kind of change my life for the better a little bit and kind of shape it up. So uh, that's what kind of led me into the Marine Corps, man, was, uh, was that. Well, you know, I come from a family. I have a, a, a grandfather. Um, my mom's dad was a World War II vet. My dad's dad was a Korean War vet. And I was the same way. I was into sports and chasing women. And, and fortunately, that led me to, to being able to go to college. I hated college in, itself, but I love the atmosphere and athletics. Um, and, and, and I tell people all the time is I also needed something to slow my life down. And uh, I was injured. Uh, I shattered my right ankle, which completely slowed everything down for me. And, you know, during your, your tours and, and serving six years, um, unfortunately, you know, you were uh, classified disabled. You know, at that moment when everything you knew at that point, the military, that regiment, that routine, that structure, then you're hurt and, and you know you're about to move back into the civilian world. Was it scary? Yeah, man, absolutely it was. And, uh, you know, there's, uh, there's just not enough preparation for uh, when you're getting ready to get out of the military, even if you're not disabled or you're not hurt, uh, there's still not enough preparation. It's kind of like one day you're in and then they give you a DD-214, which is basically your exit form, and then you're just out. And you have no clue where to go or what you're going to do from that point unless you have something already lined up, which I will say at least about 90% of people do not. They get out they search for jobs. They're thinking, you know, hey, I've been in the military. I've got all these, you know, advanced skills, thinking it's going to be easy to get a job. And, uh, to be honest with you, most of the time it's not. It's hard to find a job, even as a military veteran. So, uh, no, I would say that I was not prepared. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's still a learning process, even from this point in time where I'm at now. So that's where we're at. You know, and, and here's the thing. I, it's a common thing I've heard from a lot of veterans is that coming home, there's really nothing for you. You know, yeah. so uh, – yeah. and I know the government – created this boots to business program and there's a lot of programs that are out there, but kind of talk to us and maybe talk to a lot of those veterans that are out there right now. Maybe there's some, some active military members that are getting ready to come home and be home finally is, you know, why entrepreneurship is really that route they need to start looking into and, and why it was something that you knew right away that you needed to start attacking. Right, right. So um, I, I kind of always knew that uh, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I mean, even this is stems way before the military. I mean, this goes all the way back into third grade when I was selling, you know, mechanical pencils and erasers to kids at a discount from the student store. Um, but, uh, you know, it, uh, entrepreneurship is right for me because I know that I have the drive to where a lot of people do not. Um, for me, one of the hardest challenges was coming back into civilian life and not just being able to yell and scream at someone for doing something so stupid and to me, you know, just common sense that uh, it, it, you know, that, that was the biggest adjustment, right? Is, is learning that where you sit now, you're not just in a position to where you can do that type of stuff that you did in the military. So that, that's the hardest adjustment. So for me, um, you know, I, I still worked in the aviation field when I got out. Um, it was just hard working with people. I mean, a lot of them, they were lazy. They didn't want to do the work. They didn't want to put the time in to finish these projects. And I, I just couldn't be around it anymore from that point in time. So that's when I decided, hey, I need to, I need to start my own business and I need to go full force in doing that because I know it's going to succeed. I have the passion and drive to do it and definitely the motivation. And that's really what led me to where I'm at now. You know, I, I needed to 
I needed to be in an atmosphere where I knew I could thrive. And it seemed like at the point in time, you know, me being my own boss was the only way to make that happen. So, Did you find it difficult going from a structure where you had leaders and you had, um, you know, uh, uh, commanders that you had to follow their rules 100%. You could not step out of line to becoming your own boss and kind of leading yourself. Did you find that a little, a little challenging at first or was it a smooth transition for you? No, no. Yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely challenging. Um, but I, I think a lot of my leadership, you know, a lot of my sergeants and staff sergeants, they, they, they seen it right away. I mean, they, they can pick out from a crowd who's going to be the follower and who's going to be leading the platoon. So, I mean, uh, I, I was pretty much up there right away. Um, I, I never had the, the follower type aspect. I always wanted to lead from the front type of thing. And uh, so it, that was never really too difficult of a situation. I mean, of course, there was uh, rules and mandates that they laid out that uh, you had to follow. Some you agreed with, some you did not. But overall, you did it for the, you know, the best cause of the mission and to get it done. So. Love that. I love that. You know, you, you've, you've started a lot of businesses and you've dived into a lot of things. You know, what would, what would you say was one of your biggest failures and, and what was the biggest lesson you learned from that? So my biggest failure as well, uh, there was quite a few. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll touch on the supplement. Uh, I, I started a little supplement business um, and it, it did okay. You know, I paid the bills type of thing. Um, but uh, realistically, my biggest failure was not doing the research, not taking the time to really uh, know where I was going in the future. So I was kind of living in the now, but not for the future. Um, so th th that was my biggest thing. So doing the research uh, where I'm at now with my company, Sky Image, I mean, that, that's a big help. Um, you know, drones are absolutely the future and we're investing smartly. You know, as to where the supplement company, I went all in right away, not knowing all my competition, not knowing all the different uh, variances that I would have to occur, the different roadblocks. As we're here, we're, we're kind of, we're, we're in it for the long run. You know, we're in it for the triathlon. We're not in it for the little sprint. So let's talk about that for a minute. You know, you started Sky Images and, and, and you know, drone, Sky Image, excuse me, and, and, and now you've got the drone. You know, I'm seeing a lot of people now that are taking advantage of, this, of, of the drone. Um, and, and before we get into the business concept of it, just to tackle one question I know on a lot of people's mind is, is that, you know, do you feel like that, that people feel their uh, privacy is invaded a lot because these drones are flying over their homes and they're driving over their neighborhoods? Um, you know, how, how do you feel about that? And, and what, are, what are some of the rules and regulations that are in place for, for businesses that are using drones nowadays? Right. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's probably the, the biggest uh, concern of anyone who is not savvy to the drone market, right? So, um, if you are just a regular person, you are obviously probably going to be a little bit scared of something kind of hovering over your house. Um, and it, it's kind of a shame that a few bad apples have ruined the whole tree, per se, uh, for us. I mean, there, there's so many good guys. I mean, I, I've literally worked with, you know, countless members that, that fly drones on a daily basis. And, uh, you know, we're all in it for the good. We're all legal. We're all insured. And we're just trying to do the right thing. And uh, to me, this kind of goes uh, along with uh, gun laws. You know, I'm not trying to get political or anything like that in there. But, uh, you know, a few bad guys with guns can make the whole, you know, the whole scene a bad name. And that's really what it boils down to for the, for the rest of us that are trying to do it good. Um, but yeah, in regards to privacy, man, there's a, there's a video that uh, one of my buddies actually did, a little study on uh, Facebook and uh, YouTube, and uh, what he went ahead and did is uh, he put a drone up above someone's house at 20 feet, and then 50 feet, and then 100 feet, 
and then uh, almost 400 feet. And, uh, you know, by the time he was at 50 feet, you can barely make out as far as what people are down there and stuff like that with, you know, the consumer type drones. Um, however, he also positioned himself in a tree about 300 yards out with a extremely magnifying uh, uh, lens on a camera. And he was able to pick them out, you know, he, he could tell how many freckles were on their face. So what I always try to tell people is that, you know, if someone's going to spy on you, they're not going to be using this loud, noisy, you know, quadcopter that's floating over your yard. They're going to be doing it in a, you know, more secret type manner. So I, in regards to the privacy, yeah, there's probably a few people out there that are kind of ruining it. But um, overall, I, I think most of us are out there to do it for the more good of the cause. Yeah, I think it boils down to just people doing smart business and like anything else, being smart consumers and understanding that, you know, your actions are your actions and, and that's that. But I know that I, I do know that that's been an issue and I definitely appreciate your take on that. You know, so so talk to us about why Sky Image came came to you and, uh, you know, what you're currently doing uh, with that business to help businesses grow and, and people uh, get more attention and and drive more business to themselves. Yeah, absolutely. So we uh, we are pretty much a part of a big time networking, and we go to a lot of different events. I don't know if you've seen uh, lately. You know, we follow American uh, Jeremy. We go to a lot of their stuff. Um, thank you to them too. Um, a lot of connections uh, growing our network. So anyone that is using our services is now entering that network as well. So we are providing them with clients that they would have, uh, you know, otherwise not been able to get in touch with. So uh, for us, it's just, uh, it's about making making a good product, making everyone look good, kind of like you. And uh, it's about getting them out there. That's what we're really about. We uh, partner with another company, Monster Media, and that they're really helping us out as far as getting these companies out there and known. And uh, it's just a real good time, man. It's a really good time. Just trying to have a good time. So what, where do you see, where do you see video marketing and, and drones in the next, you know, this year and in the next five years? Uh, everywhere, everywhere. I mean, you can't even watch a commercial on TV nowadays, hardly without seeing a drone shot. You know, uh, I've ten years replacing things to dots. They're, they're not even using all this old camera gear anymore that, that, that's big and heavy. You know, a drone, it's real quick set up and it's getting, you know, the same, if not better footage. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think the real big uh, industry that's coming up is the uh, going to be construction. It's going to be inspections and it's going to be uh, with insurance. Um, you know, there's, there's tons of insurance and they need a reenactment of accidents. They need to see uh, what's going on and, uh, you know, street cameras cannot provide the quality images that drones can, can do. You know, this little guy for people that are watching here is just a little phantom. But, I mean, this thing is recording in 4K. I mean, it's perfectly stable. You're getting a, a perfect image, way better than you're ever going to get from these little cameras. So it's, uh, it, it's definitely, I, I think, the big things right there. So inspections, uh, real estate is always going to be a big one that's really popping off right now. Um, but uh, inspections, uh, construction, and I would say uh, insurance. So those are big ones coming up. Man, that is huge information. And, and, and as you were saying that, it was like the light bulb went off in my head. I was like, yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, it's going to cut a lot of the, the time down for construction. It's going to cut a lot of the time down for infrastructure issues. And, and for me, I just see it becoming part of that normality. You know, if anything, I also see it becoming a way that people do um, guided tours of their cities and, and their communities to other people. Absolutely. 
So, um, you know, it's just such a great area for so many people, the drone world, right? Like they, it's a, you know, most people, consumers consider it a fad, but you know, where can people go to find out more about Sky Image and learn more about what you're doing and the business that, that you're able to, to uh, operate with people and, and how they may be able to do business with you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Matt. Uh, so you can find us on Facebook. Just type in Sky Image, S-K-Y-E, Image. Um, we'll be the first one to pop up. We're also on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, our Instagram is Sky Image 101. And, uh, yeah, you can connect with me on there. That's probably the easiest way. Awesome. You know, and, and, and I ask this question to everybody is, you know, when you think of the term power of great, what, what does that mean to you? Man, that, uh, that, that actually means a lot to me, Matt. Um, you know, it's, uh, <clears throat> to me, the biggest thing that I've learned from you and, and your show is that, uh, you know, uh, there's, there's just so many great people in this world and, and connections. So, Power of great to me means not just me, but connecting with everyone, right? So building my network, building my team, and uh, that's what makes it great, not one person, but a team. So uh, just finding new people and meeting new people, that, that's kind of my goal for 2017. I want to meet as many you know, like-minded individuals as possible and just keep growing as a team. Because if I help someone and they help me, I mean, we just grow together and it's a win-win. That's what I'm all about. I absolutely love that. You know, it, 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 more than ever – relationships are going to be the new way people do business. And, and uh, I think that we all need to understand that it's an old school method, but with all these new technologies and all this social media and all this fast paced stuff, we cannot lose sight of building those relationships and, and how they will really manifest and carry us long-term. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, chance Wiggins of sky image delivered. Thank you, the goods Thank on you the power of Great. And I got to tell you, I'll leave you with this every single week. Success is not measured by what you step out of, rather by what you are truly committed to step into. And I thank you for allowing me to be your host right here on The Power of Great.